45, 40, run, William, run! He's got blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Krim! He snapped back, ball down, can't block. block! They blocked the kick! This is the Oranges, Orange or Browns podcast. I am your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider, Jeremy in Akron. Jeremy, what's up, my man? Chase, what's up, man? I'm really excited about today's show. Let's get it going. Second show in a week, and we are so excited to bring you today's show. With us, we have a very special guest. She is the senior sports editor and PR director for rturffb.com. She is the co-host of Third and Short Fantasy Football Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland Kate is with us today. Cleveland Kate, what is up? Hey, football season's over. I'm like, all, we're all in the, you know free agency and draft talk, but I don't get real football until August. So I'm a little, I'm a little sad this week, but it'll be all right. We'll get through it. That is true. Football is over. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk a little bit of football, a little bit of draft. What we're going to do this uh, for this show is we're going to Kate, uh, hear a little bit about yourself. Like we did with John a couple of days ago, just how you got involved with football on the podcast. And then we want to do a couple mock, uh, a, a couple mocks here. We want to do a free agency mock where we, we run through a list of big-name free agents, and, and you and Jeremy kind of go back and forth where they're going to land. And then we're going to do a, a, mock, a mock draft. So we got a lot to go over. So, uh, so Cleveland, Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, um, I'm kind of old. I'm in my 50s. So uh, I live, was born in California. My parents are from Pittsburgh. My father was a huge Steelers fan, to my ever-living shame. And we moved around three or four times. We moved to Cleveland when I was nine, a month before my ninth birthday. And on my ninth birthday, my dad handed me a football, and it was a Cleveland Browns football. And I said, but dad, we're Steelers fans. And he says, no, I'm a Steelers fan. He said, your mother's a Dolphins fan because her cousin Doug Cruzan played for the Miami Dolphins in the 70s. And he said, but you are going to be living in Cleveland. We're going to be here for a while. You get to be a Browns fan. That's and amazing. so at the age of nine, I was cursed with this. <laughs> this is where we're from and this is what we do. But as I got older, I really actually loved football. It was a way for my dad and I to bond. Um, during my, scene, my, my teen years, it was a safe way for us to argue because there were those two Sundays a year during football season where, you know, we would get all, I get all my anger out of him for whenever I got grounded or in trouble for anything. We could say all kinds of mean things to each other under the guise of football and it was, it was just a safe place and a way for us to, to kind of bond and spend time together. And I just, I love the game. I love the old style of the game. Uh, they just announced the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees for this year. And my favorite is always the one from the senior committee. Jerry Kramer's getting in this year. And I can't wait to, to see him and to hear his speech. These are the guys that created the game and yeah. played it when they weren't making any money. And they barely had, you know, leather helmets and no protection and, you know, there, we saw guys on Sunday hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Jerry Kramer actually got to hoist Vince Lombardi on his shoulders. I mean, that's the history, yeah. the, the part of it that I love. The old school game itself is just beautiful. And I am a numbers geek from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. I love the numbers, the analytics of it, the balance of it. And 
football just hits all those all those things for me. That's fantastic. I have a two and a half year old and I have not given her the luxury of choosing a team. Uh, she has Browns gear and she says go Browns and it just makes my heart so happy. I think one of my the things that scares me the most is that if she becomes like a Steelers fan or some other fan of some team that I just can't stand. Like if she's a Ravens fan or a Bengals fan, or a Steel- I just like I'm going to fail as a parent. It's like my number one fear. One of my daughters was dating a Steelers fan and they'd been going out for about three weeks when we met him. And I said, how are you going to raise the children? And she's like, mom, we've only been dating three weeks. I'm like, I, I understand that. About that. But for stuff. me, this is a deal breaker. If yeah. there's any chance my grandchildren are going to be raised Steelers fans, he needs to go now. And luckily <laughs> he wasn't that rabid a fan and it didn't last and they ended up breaking up. But these are the things you have to look at at the beginning of right. relationships. And, we and, can't have Michigan fans or Steeler fans in my house. And it's not that I just want her to experience losing her whole life. I just want to share the experiences of Sunday afternoons with her, watching the game, listening to the game, of doing whatever. Like, I just want to share that and thankfully get to do it with my wife. But. Well, and I think that's why I, I met the ladies at NFL Female a couple years ago, and we um, became an LLC and rebranded as Archer Football during the offseason last summer. It is a website run by women. All the writers are women. We all cover football. We all, you know, suffer with our teams that are bad, but we can enjoy the game. And that's one of the things I tried to give my daughters is even if the Browns are not good, you can still enjoy the game. You can enjoy the Sunday experience and you get up, you go to church and then you go wherever it is you're going to go do your pregame ritual or whatever those things are. It's a, it's a family day and a family event. Even when your team's bad, there are things you can enjoy. Yeah. Kate, has your uh, site had any contact with the NFL? Because this sounds like something that they would love to promote yeah. the sport, to expand their brand. Have you guys had any direct contact with the NFL? We have. Um, a couple of our ladies actually have press passes. Lisa Johnson covers the Miami Dolphins, and she's actually got full press credentials with the Dolphins and does a lot of stuff with them. Um, I'm waiting to hear if I'm going to get approval for credentials to the Combine. I'm able to go this year. We had one of our reporters, Julie Dixon, cover the Senior Bowl. So we have some articles that she put out in some player profiles on the site from, you know, all of her adventures at the Senior Bowl. Now, that's not run by the NFL. It's run by a different committee. But so far, the reception has been pretty good with them. The stuff that we've done has been, has been received well. But I think you know as well as I do, actually getting in the door across the board with the NFL is very difficult. And every time they let us cover something or do something, we know we're under a microscope and that we're, we're being looked at. I, I probably shouldn't say this. The NFL talks a lot about engaging women and how important their female fans are, but then we have a purse policy and you know, you have all these other things that aren't quite as female friendly as they want to sound like they are. So we'll see. Time will tell, but we'll see. We're, we're, we're getting close. Yeah. No, I think it's great that you pointed that out. Absolutely. Kate, tell us a little bit about your pod. When does it air? Uh, let, let Let us know a little bit about that. Well, we're done for the season. We only do the um, third and short fantasy during football season. Wanda Weidman is our Chicago Bears reporter. She actually lives in the Los Angeles area and still covers the Bears and uh, just about anything NFC she'll cover. And we were doing them on Wednesday nights during the season. You can listen to the old ones. Um, we actually did some write-ups. So if people couldn't listen to the podcast and just wanted to find a quick start and sit guide, we would put that up on the website the day after. But we'll be back probably in July as people are getting ready for their drafts. And I will make sure to let you guys know so you can uh, let your listeners know where to find our fantasy. So it's a 12 minutes is what we keep it at just because people don't have a lot of time. Perfect, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, that is awesome. 
Yeah. Well, let's get started with uh, what we're going to be talking about today. That's uh, just going chronologically here. Let's start with some f- a free agent mock. And here's what we're going to do. I have a list of 10 free agents here that I want to throw out to you and Jeremy, Kate. And uh, this is kind of talk about where we think they're going to end up, what that's going to look like, and um, what team they will be on in 2018. First up, the, the big name that's been floating around and kind of the dominoes already started to fall, Kirk Cousins of the Redskins. Kate, I will go to you first. Where do you see Kirk Cousins landing in 2018? This is the hardest one in the whole list because I really, 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 really want him here. And I think we have a shot at getting him here. And everybody keeps telling me we don't. But I understand his his statements that he's made that he money is not that big a deal and he wants to go to some place and win. <clears throat> at the same time, you men tend to have an ego and Alex Smith just got a whole lot of money to take his job. And I think a part of Kirk would like a whole lot more money than what Alex Smith's deal is. And the Browns are one of the few teams with the cash in the bank and the cap space available to give him more money than Alex Smith just got. That's my number one landing spot for him. If he doesn't come here, um, um, I could see Minnesota as being a place that he could end up. I'm not sure that they're happy with their with with Keenum or with Bridgewater and the and just Brett that whole mess that's going on with quarterbacks can't stay healthy out there. They might actually end up being a player in the Kirk Cousins market. Kate, I would love to agree with you. I I want him on the Browns. I want him on the Browns bad, and I agree with you 100% on the money aspect. Everybody says, oh, it's not about the money. Guess what? It's about the money. If it wasn't about the money, he would have signed for 20 million a year with the Redskins, like they offered him. He wants the buck. He wants 30 bucks. He wants 30 million a year. I think it's going to be the Jets. I think it's going to come down to the Jets, Browns, possibly the Broncos, but the Broncos are going to have to cut a couple people to get enough money to. Uh, make the deal. I can't see the, I know people have said the Vikings and it makes sense. I just don't see the Vikings giving away every penny of their salary cap room for Kirk Cousins. I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to say he ends up with the Jets. I wish I could say he's coming to the Browns, but I just don't see it. I think it's the Jets. Uh, you both are wrong. He's, he's going to end up on the Cardinals. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's a good sleeper team. If, if he's serious about winning and, uh, and also that's a player friendly environment. Players love, uh, Arizona, you know, so hey, I could see that too. Um, second player here, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Jeremy, I'll, I'll toss to you since I went to Kate first. Where, what do you see happening with Le'Veon Bell? I think because he's got a lot of miles on him and the Steelers are kind of a loyal organization, I think that him and the Steelers end up getting something done. Um, it'll they'll probably overpay him a bit. Uh, my guess is the Steelers on Le'Veon Bell. My guess is the Steelers also, but I don't think they're going to be able to get a deal done. I think they franchise tag him. Very possible. Yep, it is very possible. I, so with with Bell, I think the probability of him leaving is a lot higher than people think. I think he's sick of being franchise tagged. I think he wants. I mean, Kate, you mentioned with ego, he wants to be paid what he's worth. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. And honestly, I think the Browns are a dark horse. I, I really do. I know that that sounds insane, but we have the cap. Um, can you imagine that would save us a draft pick? I don't know. I think that's just – it's not out of the realm of possibility. It might be a dream, but I, I think it's a lot more of a reality than people realize. And I think I actually heard that he doesn't want to be, like, franchised again. Is that – am I making that up? He, he doesn't, but, I mean, if they do, what's he going to do? He's not going to walk away from, you know, $23 million guaranteed or whatever it's going to be. It'll be a bump up from last year. So I, I think if he gets tagged, he'll play but he definitely does not want to be tagged. Well, and part of it, him coming here depends on his relationship with 
um, Mike Tomlin and versus Todd Haley because we have Todd Haley now. Yep. So if he's not happy with Tomlin and the way things are going to are looking for him future wise, and he does have a good relationship with Todd Haley, I'm hearing it's better than the relationship Roethlisberger had with Haley. He might be willing to come here and play for Todd again. Can you can you imagine? Oh my gosh, that would be that would I be. I can't imagine that'd be. It, it would. It would. I'll tell you what. It would. Uh, it would stoke the fires of that uh, rivalry back up some. If Le'Veon yeah. Bell were to cross over here, well, especially when Hugh doesn't run the ball. But <laughs> <laughs> he'll have to now. I mean, that's the great thing about Le'Veon is he is such a weapon in the passing game as well. Yeah. I mean, remember last year the reason he was mad about his contract is he thought he should be paid as the top running back in the league and one of the top receivers in the league. He thought he, you know, because he is such a fantastic receiver out of the backfield. He's just a weapon. Yeah. Agreed. So uh, one can only dream. Third here, Drew Brees. Kate, it's 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 to you. You know, I don't know what to do with Drew. I don't know if Drew actually goes and plays for another team if the Saints don't keep him or if he just retires and calls it a day. He's not going to get big money anywhere. He's got way too many miles on him. Um, but he is another guy that you could see maybe ending up in Arizona. Arizona's quarterback situation is just a hot mess right now with what Blaine Gabbard, Drew Stanton, and who's the, who's the third one, Jeremy? Oh, uh, Barkley. Gabbard's Barkley. Matt Barkley. Yeah. Yep. So if they don't take someone high in the draft, and they're, they're at, sitting at 15 in the draft, if they don't find a way to move up and get a quarterback in the draft, I could see them using Breeze as someone to get them through one more year. But I can't imagine at his age and with his miles there, no matter how well he played this year, another team offering him big money. You know what? I think I'm going to go a little crazy here. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos are a bit of an aging team. They want, If they had a quarterback, though, they could probably make one more run at it. Um, they kind of got old quick. So I'm going to say Drew Brees plays next year with the Denver Broncos. I would be really surprised that I think Drew Brees is going to stay in New Orleans. I they had the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. They have one of the best young receivers in the NFL. And I, the team was one play away from making the NFC championship game. Um, and I think that it's a really good team. And I don't see him leaving to go to the lowly Broncos who are aging and on the down slope. They've been doing this dance for a few years. It seems like him and the Saints organization have been having problems for a few years. So we'll see. You're probably right. But I'm going to go, you know, a little crazy and say the Broncos. Never know. Number four, Demarcus Lawrence, the end for the Cowboys. Jeremy. Um, you know what? I love Demarcus Lawrence. I'm a huge Demarcus Lawrence fan, but I can pretty much guarantee you the Cowboys franchise tag him. So I would love to, I, you know, I, we don't really need him, but I'd love to take a look at him. But uh, I think he gets franchised. I completely agree. Dallas can't afford to let him go. Their yep. defense is their biggest problem with health issues and everything else. They can't afford to let someone like this leave. If they don't come to terms, he's getting tagged. Yep. Case Keenum, quarterback of the Vikings, Cleveland Kate. What do you think? I think he stays in Minnesota. I think they find a way to, to get a deal done unless they, unless they can franchise tag him for a year and then trade his rights if they want to do something in the draft. But I just think they're another team with a shaky quarterback situation. Their room is, their quarterback room is actually in a hospital. It's not on the team property. So I think, I think Minnesota and I think Minnesota fans, especially as, as close as they got this year, they're all in, in a, in a case Keenum love fest right now. And they're going to try to keep them. I agree. I think he ends up being the opening day starter for the Vikings. I'm not sure if it's franchise tag or some sort of team friendly three-year deal. I just think that uh, – I think he ends up back with the Vikings as well. 
I agree. I think he's going to win that quarterback, comp- the three-headed quarterback competition there. You got Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, and Case Keenum. And I think what he, what he showed all season, I think that's what we're going to see next season. I think he's uh, kind of the a late bloomer a la Kurt Warner and um, kind of Jeff Hot, some of these older quarterbacks that really came on the scene late. And I think he's going to kind of follow that trajectory. Um, let's just jump ahead to Teddy Bridgewater since we're on the Vikings. I'll, let me go first. I, I think he's going to be the, the odd man out. I think they're going to keep another, two of the quarterbacks. I think Bradford is older, more of a – not as a threat. Um, and I think Bridgewater is going to be the one out. And I see a realistic place, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to give, give him a shot. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Kate, what do you think? I think Teddy Bridgewater will be watching football games with Colin Kaepernick next year because I don't think Minnesota is keeping him and I don't think anybody else wants him. Wow. I I actually am going to go back to the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Arizona Cardinals will kick the tires on him on a one-year deal. Just, uh, uh, you know, as maybe lightning in the bottle type situation. So I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. That is, that, that, that's crazy. Jarvis Landry, receiver for the Dolphins. Uh, Jeremy, where do you think he's going to end up? I think he is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's new toy in San Francisco. Mm. I'm going to predict Jarvis Landry goes to San Francisco. And uh, I'm going to predict the San Francisco 49ers go about 12-4 and four next year. But that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jarvis Landry ends up in the Chicago Bears organization. Mitch Trubisky needs some weapons. They need to upgrade at that position. And I think that would be a nice place for him to go. I think he and Mitch would work well together. That is interesting. I really like the, uh, the San Francisco 49er look. I would not be surprised, and I know the Giants have put a lot of attention to the receiving core, but I would not be surprised if, if we see him end up in, in, in New York with opposite of Odell Beckham um, to kind of really help this rookie quarterback or the new quarterback we're going to see and Eli kind of give Eli one more run. I would not be surprised if they make that happen in uh, the New York football Giants. Number the, the eighth free agent, Trumaine Johnson's corner for the Rams. Kate? Where do you think he's going to go? You know, they franchise tagged him two years in a row, and he made 16 point some million dollars last year. I don't know if the Rams are going to want to match that money and pay him to keep him. Their defense was one of the best things about their team this year, so I think they're going to make a bigger play to try to keep, and I'm jumping ahead here, LaMarcus Joyner. They're going to let Johnson go. Tampa Bay and San Francisco both have money, both need help at corner, and I think the 49ers is actually where he's going to end up. And I'm going to say the Browns, and I agree with you. They actually, the Rams are actually in some salary cap difficulty coming up. They're going to need to, uh, they're going to need to re-up Gurley. They're going to have to pay their quarterback. They're at the cap right now. So I think Tremaine Johnson leaves, and I actually am going to go with the Browns on this one. I think the Browns will make a big run at him. I think we need, uh, you know, we need a shutdown corner. Um, he has a, uh, you know, past, I don't know his relationship with Greg Williams, but he played for Greg Williams in the past. He knows the system. So I'm going to say the Browns. I want to agree with Jeremy here, Kate. I think with, uh, the money that we have, the history with Greg Williams, uh, he played some of his best football under Greg Williams. And the fact that it, it fills a need for us, I think, uh, it's kind of lining up for a perfect, especially after our, our podcast with, uh, pro football focus and John Costco yesterday kind of helped, you know, hammer that point on let's continue on here with the rams lamarcus joiner kate you mentioned this uh, just a moment ago a safety for the rams where do you see him ending up uh kate we'll just go back to you he, he's staying with the rams he was top three safety this year the panthers are going to try to make a play for him because they could use another safety but i just the rams can't afford to let him go yeah i agree i think he's going to get tagged actually but if he does hit the market he'll be a hot hot name i can tell you that 
but I agree. I think the Rams will actually throw the tag on him. Yeah, I, I think the Rams are going to do all that they can to actually try to keep both because uh, the Rams are a good squad, are a good team too. I mean, they have a great offense and and Arnold right. uh, Donald or Aaron Donald, sorry, anchoring that defense. Um, I think they're going to do all they can. I think one of them will end up uh, hitting the market, and I think the Marcus will will stay with the Rams. Uh, Jeremy, wrap us up here. R- receiver Allen Robinson. I would love to say the Browns with Allen Robinson, but I'm actually going to say, like Kate said earlier, the Chicago Bears. I know the Chicago Bears are desperate for receivers. Allen Robinson's probably got the highest ceiling of anyone on the market as far as a number one target. So I think Allen Robinson ends up with the Chicago Bears. Well, I'm sending Allen Robinson to the Buffalo Bills. They've still not recovered from getting rid of Sammy Watkins, and they need something to help that offense. If they end up staying with Tyrod and not doing anything at the quarterback position, they're going to need to definitely upgrade the receivers. That's great. Um, And you know what? When you really – Chase, let me jump in here real quick. When you really look down this list, there are some players that can really help the Browns. I hope they are as aggressive as it seems like they're going to be. I know they said they're going to be smart and aggressive. If you when you start looking down the list, man, there's some good players that are set to hit free agency this year. So hopefully we do play an aggressive, be an aggressive player in free agency. I, I would take any of them. Yeah, there's not a player on that list that we don't need and that I wouldn't take, yeah. except maybe Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> right. I think Allen Robinson will, will end up in Chicago to help Mitch Trubisky out. So of those ten players, uh, the number one player, Kate, you think uh, we will uh, get from this list would be who? Who the highest percentage would be on the Browns? percentage that it will happen yes i think yeah, we have the best shot happen. at actually getting Le'Veon bell yeah jeremy i'm gonna say tremaine johnson cool 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 uh the highest percentage that it could happen i think if i was a betting man uh i, I would put my, my money on on kirk cousins simply because of this the circumstances and then tremaine johnson would be the second one i'm not a big kirk cousins fan i'm gonna go and like i i do not want kirk cousins on the browns i am uh, not impressed uh, I, I think there are better options. I think he's – I would rather stick with Kaiser than, than Kirk Cousins. Um, but that, that's just me. I know I'm in the minority. Um, but. <laughs> yes, you are. Wow. The reality of this situation is, though, I've heard a lot of people say, well, look, Kirk said he's a Mideast boy. He wants to yeah, of course he's not going to say anything disparaging about the Browns. They're the team with the most money, and there's only a handful of teams – so at the very least, Kirk Cousins is going to use us for leverage. So at the very least, at least it'll be fun talking about for the next month or so that we have a shot at him because there's no way he's going to eliminate us when we're the team with all the dollars. For sure. For yeah, sure. everyone's going to be trying to outbid us. Absolutely. Right, exactly. Right. So at the very least, he'll be using us as leverage. And who knows? If no one else comes near, you know, say he's got a figure in mind and no one else comes near it, maybe it does happen, Kate. Maybe you're right. Hey, if he Girl ends up dream. in the orange and brown, I'm going to – you know, I'll root for him. I, I convinced myself to root for Manziel, so I think it's way easier to convince myself to root for Kirk Cousins. Well, that wraps up our free agency mock with Cleveland Kate. Huge thanks out to her for joining us this AM. You can follow her on Twitter at Cleveland Kate, C-L-V-L-N-D-K-8, Cleveland Kate, and find her online at rturffb.com. You can also listen to her fantasy football podcast, Third and Short, on iTunes. Hey, we're trying to reach 75 iTunes reviews. Help us, do do us a favor, do us a solid, subscribe and leave us a kind review. If you leave your Twitter handle in the review, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $25 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes and include your Twitter handle. We will draw a winner the night of the draft or as soon as we receive 75 
reviews, whichever comes first, but that's all you have to do. Make sure to keep listening. Our very next podcast is our 2018 NFL Mock Draft with Cleveland Kate. Stay tuned, and thanks for listening.